the church in like black communities, the preachers, like the head man in charge. God set it up and I'll go. God says go and I'll set it up. You entrust him as its role that he is up trying to better you. When you start listening to God, Satan will start speaking like God. Some of you are where you are now because God knows he's speaking to you, but the devil says, I'm not cutting you loose. I believed he loved me. I believed that this man saw me and had a true desire to help. Since the 90s, Pastor Ricky Rush has been a fixture in Dallas, drawing thousands every Sunday to his megachurch, the inspiring body of Christ, known as IBA. I was easy for him to take advantage of because I was green to the real world. But in recent years, a growing number of former members have accused him of creating a culture of abuse, from violent beatings to sexual assault. Sisters Renee Phillips and Donna Fields say they were two of his victims. He guided me to the table and unzipped his pants and started trying to insert me. And I was like, no, no, stop. No words, just guiding me to the ground. And that's where in that room um, he raped me. You know, um, it wasn't, it wasn't sex because I was a kid. What did Rush do to you as a family? It blew us all apart. What he caused changed me permanently. The sisters were in high school when they first met Rush. So Mr. Rush was my teacher. He was starting a church um, and he was looking for members. He was always looking for the misfit. If you didn't fit in, he was trying to look for you to pull you in. They say they initially saw him as a father figure who lavished them with attention they weren't getting at home. When Fields became pregnant by a classmate her junior year of high school, Rush supported her. He was like, you're going to be right here with me. I'm going to take care of you. He's like, you need to come to my church. He told me that he would, you know, take me under his wing. So I just held on to him for dear life. The sisters now describe Rush's behavior as grooming, that he gained their trust to manipulate and abuse them. He was telling me that, you know, I needed to wear clothes that were um, appropriate for a, someone that's pregnant. So he was like, I, I'm going to have to show you how to dress. I remember him pulling my shirt up and saying, you're, gonna, you're not going to be able to wear that bra. You're going to have to get some maternity bras. While he's asking me questions about them being tender, he would be touching me around my nipples. And then, you know, pulling my, my pants open, you're not going to be able to wear those kind of panties. You're going to have to get um, maternity panties. And I'm like, okay. And then he bought them. He bought the things that I needed. And so I would wear them. And then he would check on me to see, you know, are you comfortable? Are you okay? And did you feel at this point like he's still in this position of power over you? Yeah, well, I, th I just thought we were friends. And no man should be a friend to a young girl like that. So he pulls me in this room, he kisses my stomach, and then he starts to go under my clothes and you know, eventually led me to the ground. I didn't know, I just, I followed whatever he said because I'm trying to think, who saw, did anybody hear this? You know, did anybody see us in this room? 
you know, who do I go to? Do I supposed to just not say anything? Who's gonna believe me? How old are you? I was 16. He guided me to the floor and he penetrated me on the floor of that church. And he begged me not to tell anyone. And I kept um, his secret. I um, just isolated myself just for some sanity. What do you do when your um, when you're hurt is from your pastor? I said, what do you do? Philip says the sexual assaults continued for two years. She quit the church and kept it a secret, even from her sister, and they grew estranged. But in 2017, inspired by the Me Too movement, she came forward, leading Fields to reveal she too had been raped by Rush. The sisters reunited with a mission to expose the truth. So we're out here, we wanted to be known by his congregation. He's a deceiver, a liar, a spiritual manipulator. They brought their allegations to the Dallas Police Department, detailing years of grooming while they were teenagers and pressure to keep quiet. So read that, let me see what that says. They also posted their stories to social media. The reaction from the IBOC community was explosive. You have thousands. Yeah. There's almost 3,000 comments on this yeah. post. You have those that are dedicated, that's been there for decades. They feel like they can dismiss our experiences being loyal to him, mm-hmm. you know, and then you know, it was a it was a mixture. People were saying like, I'm proud of you. I've heard some things. This is not new. And and then they start sharing some of their own stories. This one young lady says, nothing but facts. He made me watch him beat the shit out of this boy I was dating at the time, butt ass naked. Well, this is a video of when we were out protesting. The dad just came out, walked up to us, and seen that his own son was at least, I think he mentioned on here, seven or eight when he was um, beat by him, paddled excessively. One lady came to me and said her brother was raped by him. How many other boys that are too ashamed to say Yeah, that happened to me too, you know? A lot of these victims are still anonymous. A lot of those people are not willing to come forward. Exactly, that's our thing. Like, they'll come to us and say, you know, this happened, and we'll say, we'll go to the authorities, and they clam up. Then we never hear hear from him again. A lot of people are afraid of what he's going to do. The sisters chased down every tip and contacted reporters from the Dallas Morning News who investigated their claims and identified a dozen former church members who said they were sexually or physically abused by Rush. Many of these alleged victims describe Rush routinely beating them as children. One said he was six years old when Rush strapped him face down on a table, pulled down his pants, then thrashed his bare skin. Many did not want to be identified, saying they feared backlash from family members who still attend IBOC or from Rush himself. The paper also reported a 2011 civil court case against Rush, in which two teenage girls described being brutally beaten with a paddle, one so violently she blacked out. Rush quietly settled that case. But in a deposition obtained by Vice News, a witness testified that Rush felt he had the right to paddle the church's younger members, and that should anyone have an issue with it, that's what we have lawyers and insurance for. 
That witness also detailed hearing Rush beat a child behind closed doors. That child was Fields' youngest son, Marcus Bell Jr., who she'd raised in the Eibach community. Despite the abuse she says she experienced as a teenager, she'd stayed at the church and close to Rush. I never saw him as a predator. I only saw him as a man that loved me. And I'm trying to teach my son to trust God and to be spiritually minded. How did your son get to be involved with Rush? He's always been there since he was a baby. He was like, this could be the next preacher because I have to be able to pass this church over to somebody. I kept all of his letters. Every last letter is in this box, years of correspondence of him writing me. In 2018, Bell went to prison for robbery. There, he wrote dozens of letters home. It was in one of these messages that Fields learned what her son said Rush had done to him as a young boy. One of the main people I loved, looked up to, used to beat my ass. And yeah, I got raped by the dude. I came out with no shoes on, bruises all on my back, humiliated, in front of 100 men who didn't know the truth of what happened. After that, I became even more lost, depressed, suicidal. I was 12 or 13. At that moment, I changed. It's one thing when you do something to me, and then you hurt my sister. But then you touch my kids. I call the detectives and I'm like, what do I need to do? I got this letter and uh, y'all, somebody needs to go to my son and find out what did that man do to him because it's too much. No kid at 13 should ever have to go through that. I know my son would not have ended up in prison. In September, Bell's family, including his mom and his children, got ready for his release from prison. Well, you're just going to miss school one day just to go visit Daddy. Okay, we're going to drive to get Daddy. We're making a memory. Yeah, as soon as we're done, as soon as we're done, we're driving down. Y'all have been so supportive all this time. This story is um, not just an average release for our family. This represents a whole lot. He's been locked up for six years and been in solitary most of that time. I'm just excited. I'm just excited. Huh? My son is getting out today, so. Okay. You see, Daddy? It was the first time the family would be reunited since learning about each other's abuse. <laughs> My mom, I can say she a free spirit, but I feel like religion had handcuffs on her, put it like this. That's how she grew up. The energy that she got for Christianity, it flowed into me. It was a big part of your life? Yeah, it was a real, real big part of my life. Ibach was like Chuck E. Cheese, that's the place to go. <laughs> what was Rush like when you were a kid? What kind of stuff did he say to you at the time when you were little? Uh, 
Basically, like, you're going to be next in line. This is going to be your flock, things like that. You looked up to him? Yeah, a lot. What was like, the role of discipline at church? He was the disciplinary. I don't know if you call it discipline. You know what I'm saying? How I look under them. What would you call it now? Traumatizing. But I looked at it like I'm getting in trouble, so this is my discipline. Did it escalate? Yeah. It escalated over time, and it started getting more hands-on, more grabbing you by the shirt, grabbing me by the neck, and getting real, real aggressive. I was in there getting beat on, you know what I'm saying? With a paddle, no clothes on. It's like really, real life getting beat on. And I'm pleading with him, please stop, please, I'm sorry. And he's steady telling me, drop him, drop him, drop him. So after a while, I, I got to drop him because he's steady putting his hands on me, smacking me around. That's when the sexual assault happened. Sexual abuse have his put. What, what did he do? Uh, <laughs> no. However, sexual abuse go. He raped you? Right. He got a green couch right here that I'm all up against. I, I can't do nothing. He oh, he outpowered me. So when I felt what I felt, I zoned out. How you told me, get up. You better not tell nobody about what happened in this office, because I was bleeding, you know what I'm saying? So I wiped the blood up, whoop, and all that, and got myself together, you know what I'm saying? Really would get my thoughts together on like, what really just happened. And I just looked in the mirror, you know what I'm saying, and just looked at myself and cried my little tears out, whooping all that. And I walked out of there a whole different person. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Seven. Happy birthday to you. Make your way. <laughs> what do you wish would happen? I want people to speak up like I'm doing. I'm right here talking to you right now. My face is on display right now about what happened to me. Tell your story. Your story matters. It really do count. Dallas police ultimately told Fields and Phillips their allegations were too old to be prosecuted. But Bell's story fell within the statute of limitations. In January 2022, police referred a criminal case against Rush to county prosecutors. It included two accusers, one who remains anonymous, and Bell. The Bible tells us that God's going to bless you without moving you. He'll bless you right in the presence of your enemies. God says, what I'll do is I will let those who came to seek your destruction, I will let them watch your resurrection. So we've tried to get a hold of Rush several times over the past few months. We've contacted his church. No one has responded to us. We've reached out to his lawyers. They've refused to make him available. So we're trying to see if we can meet him in person. And we're heading over to his church where he's supposed to lead Sunday services this morning. We were uh, hoping to speak with Pastor Rush. We've been trying to get a hold of him for a little while. Stand over here. I'll get somebody to let you come OK, out. that'd be great. Thank you so much. We are so grateful that you are here to experience IBOC. We're hoping to, you know, maybe observe a bit of the service and maybe okay. see if there's time we could speak with him. Okay, sure. We can do it without the cameras, though. Okay. Uh, what, what in regards to? Um, you know, there's been a series of allegations against him over the past few years, and we were just hoping to see if he would be willing to speak with us, um, you know, okay. no, comment on that at all. Not on a Sunday. I mean, he's focused on the word today. I mm -hmm. mean, that's long gone and passed, and we're done with that. We've moved on with that. 
When presented with a detailed list of the allegations in this story, a lawyer for Rush once again declined our request for an interview and told Vice News via email, there will be no comment for Pastor Rush regarding these baseless, stale allegations. It is a shame that he has to once again face the specter of these scurrilous accusations being circulated. In August 2022, a grand jury decided there wasn't enough evidence to support bringing charges against Rush. Bell's case would not go to trial. What can I say, Pastor? It's like the president of Dallas. I don't care who the mayor is in Dallas right now. I don't care who the police chief is in Dallas. He playing good, good chess. You know what I'm saying? He got very powerful pieces around him. Unless new accusers whose claims fall within the statute of limitations come forward, or a different district attorney decides to take on the case, Rush is unlikely to face charges. The sisters have lost hope that he will ever be held accountable. So this is going to be our prop. Instead of acting out things on a person, it's this. They're now determined to prevent others from going through what they experienced. How many of you all have heard the word abuse? At school, maybe? At home? If anybody forces you to undress, if you feel scared or hurt, yucky, shy, and uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. just know you can say no, don't Don't touch touch me. Thank you, everybody. If I fall, (laughs) oh my God. All right. All right, here I go. I'm proud of her to share her story because it was needed. And it brought us together because he actually thought he kept us divided permanently and and we proved him wrong. You're not gonna see us crying and all that. What you're gonna see us is stumped down 10 toes and we're gonna keep on marching forward. What does the future look like for you? (laughs) What the future look like for me? Uh, You know how many stars is in the universe? Can't count how many stars in the universe. It's too many, too many stars. So in my future, it's just it's too many options. My future is in my hands. It's actually in my hands now. 